Hi, I'm Leanne Blaney, adventure coach, speaker and award-winning author. Welcome to the Ignite Your Life podcast, where we are having conversations about what might be holding you back and how to move forward to achieve your dream life. Come along on a journey and set yourself up by having freedom in your choices, becoming grounded and centered and learn how to speak from the heart. For more information, go to leanneblaney.com. Let's ignite your life. Barb Garrison is a career and money breakthrough coach and job you love expert at Internal Groove, the company she founded 14 years ago. She helps burned out, success-driven professionals who are just going through the motions design a career based on their truth that makes them leap out of bed even on Monday mornings. The creator of the Job I Love Revolution, Barb supports corporate executives and entrepreneurs to move from self-doubt and burned out to relief and freedom. Hi, Barb. Welcome back to the Ignite Your Life podcast. Uh, thanks, Leanne. I'm honored to be back for another chat. Yeah, I'm looking forward to chatting today because we're going to be talking about our theme of the year in review and what's been happening. But do you want to first we'll remind the listeners you know, a little bit about what you do and who you are? Yes. So my name is Barb Garrison. I am a career and what I call money breakthrough coach. And I specialize in working with professionals who are burnt out, just going through the motions, have a lot of questions about their career, wondering where they fit and if they're doing work they're truly meant to do. And so I help with a lot of different types of career ailments, as I say, um, for both entrepreneurs and people who have corporate jobs. And my company is called Internal Groove, which I've had for the last 14 years. And I'm based out of uh, Colorado in the U.S. I love the name of your business, Internal Groove. I think it's such a lovely name. You know, oh, you that group because you can take it a lot of ways, can't you? Yes. And I, I, that's exactly how I intended it to be, that you can take it a lot of ways. I'll tell you a, a really quick personal story about how it developed is when I started my company, I spent days and days brainstorming names for my company. And each night my husband would come home from work and I would tell him like my two or three favorite I'd come up with at the dinner table. And he kept listening and he'd be like, well, yeah, okay. Like he wasn't very inspired. He didn't think it was great. And he goes, what about that thing you always say? You know, that thing you always say about people, how when they're really comfortable in their skin and they love what they do and they're there's like light shining out from inside of them and they feel satisfied and they they really are embracing who they are instead of trying to be someone else. And I, I jumped up from the dinner table. I was like, oh, my God, that's it. Internal groove. Because I used to say, oh, look at that guy over there. He has his own internal groove or that woman over there. She's got her own internal groove. So I have to give my husband partial credit for naming the company because I would have never thought of it. But I've been saying that since I was a teenager. <laughs> Yeah, no, I love it. I just love it because especially when it's internal because it's being, as you say, comfortable with yourself and who you are and, and then you're in that groove. It's sort of like that flow, isn't it? So that's what I see when, when you say that. Yes, definitely. And it looks different for everyone. There's no one size fits all, which is also what I love about it. And when people hear that name, I, I always see their eyes light up. Like it's, it's something different for everyone. Yes, exactly. Love it. All right, so we're going to talk a little bit about the year in review because it's been quite a challenging year, um, especially in different countries. Like here in Australia, we've been different to you over there in the US and as compared to people in Europe and that. So I thought, you know, it'd be a great idea that we talk about the year and how it's actually affected people, especially when it comes to their careers or jobs or even their businesses and, and what they can do to be more intentional about next year. 
Definitely. I've been hearing a lot about this from my clients. You know, there's a lot of people who are feeling from what, I, what I've heard in my business, people who are feeling kind of badly about, you know, the year is only a couple of weeks, you know, more. And people are like, I haven't even begun to reach my goals. And some people are really pushing to reach their goals. Others are just like, you know, forget it. I'm not even going to try, but it's making them feel kind of down and depressed. Like, like it was a waste of a year. And listen, you know, while certainly it was an unusual year like we've never seen and so many different layers of stuff. I mean, even in addition to COVID, there's been, you know, lots of things in different countries, depending on where you are. And even in our country in the U.S., there's been different things regionally. Like here in Colorado, we had terrible, terrible, like, fires that were the worst that Colorado has ever seen. We had that for months. We couldn't even go outside um, to breathe, which is the one place we could go outside during the year with COVID. So, you know, there was just a lot on our minds, a lot happening. And I, I want to say before we even talk about being intentional for next year, I think we have to forgive ourselves. We have to start there. We have to forgive ourselves that no matter what we did, no matter what we didn't do, no matter what we learned, we have to recognize that this year we were processing all kinds of things we did not plan for. And to really take stock and look back and see, you know, what did we learn? Because many times the things that we learned can be applied in our career, even if it doesn't seem like we learned them through a job, but everything applies somewhere. And, you know, I can tell you that for me, one of my biggest lessons was patience. I, I learned more patience than I ever thought I could even muster. <laughs> you know, as I was telling you, I ended up with COVID. Thankfully I'm okay, but I did have long haul symptoms for five months. And learning patience was something that I can tell you is going to be used in my entire life and my career. So if everybody can sort of think back, like what would be one lesson you learned from this year in an unexpected way? And then um, really, really celebrate yourself for the things that you did to become more resilient this year. I think you're totally right too, because here in Australia, we also started with bushfires um, at the beginning of the year so we went from bushfires and then we went into COVID and then now we're actually experiencing flooding in a lot of the eastern states of um, Australia so it has been a very challenging year for people and it's been a lot of learnings I think about who we actually are because I know I mean as you say what did we learn about ourselves and that's one thing I sort of realized that you know it's a strength being an introvert even just that one thing because you know I actually thrive because I'm okay being at home and not being around people all the time but there's a lot of people that I had to sort of talk through that are extroverts that really thought, wow, I've never had to do this. They've had to learn how to be by themselves as well. Have you found that? Definitely. I definitely have. I, I too have not had any issues with being inside and being on my own. Um, I, I'm actually split down the middle between introvert and extrovert. I have the ability to be extroverted, but if I have my choice, um, I, I like to be introverted. I can entertain myself for days all alone. <laughs> and so I don't, I don't struggle with that aspect, but you're right. I had a lot of clients too, who were really struggling without that human connection. And it's a really good point, Leanne, because if we can't feel comfortable in our own skin and relaxed with ourselves, you know, it's very difficult for us to build relationships, whether, you know, romantic relationships, family relationships, friendships, or really even colleagues and clients and things through work. And, you know, beginning to recognize 
what it's like to start to feel more relaxed with yourself and only yourself actually, I think, builds your ability to create relationships of value. Yeah. And I found that uh, connection, that driver of connection that people uh, always sort of want. And that's why they get out there. And I love being around people. They were missing that, weren't they? But they realized they can connect to themselves and can be comfortable with themselves. And I, I know a lot of people in my community have decided to look a little bit inward. They've taken this opportunity to go, okay, well, let's learn, learn more about myself. And I think that's one thing that you said that you've learned more patience, but you learn about yourself like, oh, okay, well, maybe that's not a side of my, me that I'm you know, particularly fond of. What can I do about it? So they're doing a lot of personal development at this time as well. Yes, I'm having some of those exact same conversations. You know, what are the things you've always wanted to work on? More like qualities that we are rather than doing things and always checking things off your to-do list. Um, how do you want to bring yourself to your to your business, to your family, to the world? And really what what lights you up? Because we can be at home doing a different sort of life and still find things that light us up. It does take a little more effort to find it and to uncover it and to frankly be still enough to hear ourselves. And I found that with my bucket listing too, because I do bucket list board workshops and, and teach the bucket listing that, you know, I've shown people that it doesn't have to be going overseas and traveling and it doesn't have to be adrenaline rush. You can do the bucket list stuff just around your local area. And people have needed to do that because they've not been able to travel, not been able to go out to big events or do those. Um, quite, quite a lot of adventures were cancelled there for a long time. I know they're coming back in Australia, probably not where you are. But, you know, it's things like, well, what's my own backyard? You know, what, what can I go and have a look around? They get, they've really gotten to know their area. And even myself, I've really concentrated on what haven't I seen here in my local area? So it's like a little exploration, but not having to go too far for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, not only the local area, but even like locally inside our own brain and heart, mm. <laughs> right? <Yeah. laughs> really close to home. <laughs> yeah. Now you talked about forgiveness before we need to forgive ourselves for the year. And then tell us more about that, what you've actually seen when you've talked to people about, you know, how they're like, I know there's been a lot of suffering out there um, because people have lost jobs or they've had to change how they do their business, things like that. What, what do you talk about when, you know, you talk about the area of forgiveness? Well, what I've seen is people really struggle to forgive themselves if things didn't go as planned. Mm. And, you know, people who are high achieving tend to, you know, start the year with all kinds of goals and a list 10 miles long and what they want to accomplish and how they want to make things happen in their lives. And, you know, the truth is, this year brought many, many people to their knees. And, you know, just getting out of bed in the morning was considered a goal. And so I've seen a lot of people beating themselves up for what they didn't accomplish and having regret. And I really think before we can start a new year with a fresh perspective, we have to let go of what weighed us down this year. And when I say weighed us down, what I really mean is some of those feelings like regret, like, um, you know, beating ourselves up, like feeling like we didn't do enough. It brings up a lot of feelings with um, what I call not enoughness. People struggle with not enoughness. Either I didn't do enough, I don't have enough, I'm not enough, I'm not good enough. And so when things don't go as planned or we have a lot of unexpected things show up like this year, you know, we think somehow if we had been good enough, we would have been able to still, you know, 
write that novel and run that marathon and, you know, lose 50 pounds and, you know, double our business because now we had all this extra time. But the challenge is, yeah, we may have had some extra time, but we also had a lot of extra responsibilities. I mean, in our country, parents have been homeschooling all year long. We had a little break in that and then they went back to it. You know, spouses and families living together in quarters they, they aren't used to where they're getting along with more people and navigating different routines and things like that, trying to get creative with how to work out in your house and can you you know, still take good care of yourself and be healthy. I mean, the list goes on and on. But I think regardless, I think it would be really good for people to make a list of what things they feel like they have regret over, what things they feel badly about. Or maybe it's just like a little tinge of like, oh, I didn't get that done. Or, oh, I swore this year was going to be the year I did X. Like, write it down and be willing to look at it and really take some time to be with that list, to feel the disappointment and be okay with it, but then decide, you know what, I'm ready to let go of that and not carry it into the new year because that's already starting sort of behind the eight ball before you even begin the new year. Mm, mm, exactly. And that thing of behavioral flexibility that uh, quite often as coaches we talk about is, has been huge. The people who have thrived in this sort of situation are the ones that are able to be flexible and I know we've heard those words thrown around like pivot in your business or you know just just those type of words have come out during COVID (laughs) and we don't want to use those anymore (laughs) but yes but you know things like that if you're flexible and you can go okay well what can I do and you can quickly go to in a different direction they're the ones that thrive but there's a lot of people out there who don't have that behavioral flexibility they've never had to have they they've just taken every day you know as it comes day after day and now they've realized there's actually more to life and they've realized they've had, they have to live a different way of living, don't they? Most definitely. And, you know, this is what I call a cosmic frying pan, <laughs> you know, where sometimes lessons come easily to us, but sometimes, you know, if we're stubborn and I've, I've been the victim of a cosmic frying pan before, you know, we, we, we need a little bit of that conk on the head of a big enough change and something large enough to shake us out of it. Um, to really like face some of the things we need to look at. And, you know, another thing I've been seeing a lot here um, in my area and in the U.S. is, you know, the the work ethic of like, you don't matter unless you do 10,000 things. Like your value is based on what you do and what you accomplish. And you just run from one thing to the next, one thing to the next. And, you know, this year kind of forced everybody to like sit down and be still And it's like, well, who am I then without my to-do list? And I think that's a really important thing for us to take stock of this year, because for some people, they didn't check a lot off their to-do list, but that's okay. And I really think there's a lot to celebrate if that's you and you're that type of person that you just were still more of the week. You, you sat still, you, you were more contemplative, maybe you wrote in a journal, maybe you listened to more music, maybe you danced in your living room, <laughs> maybe you got more sleep. I think these are all things worth celebrating. I hear clients saying, well, I didn't do anything this year. It's like, well, hold on a second. Let's talk about what you did do. And, you know, I, I painted, I listened to music, I slept a lot more. Like, that's not nothing. That all counts. And I think we need to look at our accomplishments differently this year. I totally agree. It's definitely something that I've I put out even in a newsletter just recently is that we need to look back about the things that the little wins that we've had and the ability to be present. Like even when, you know, you talk about homeschooling, 
you know, parents have had more opportunity to find out more about their children, you know, in a longer period of time. And yes, it, it can be quite stressful because you're homeschooling and that there's a, it's a totally different way of life. But you're learning more about who they are and who they are as people and you're learning about yourself and how you cope in different situations. So I think it's been an interesting reveal of who people are because quite often we just go forward, keep living our life with this mask on and doing what we think we have to do. But when you have to sit back and take time and go, hey, who am I? Who am I really? Or what do I really want out of life? I think a lot of us have done that and people I've spoken to, even the ones who have had challenges and have really had that suffering during this time, have actually learned a lot more about themselves and what they want out of life rather than what they don't want. I fully agree. I've seen the same exact things. And, you know, it's interesting that you bring up the, the children. I, I actually am so, so gratified to hear parents talking about how they're getting to know their children for the first time in their lives. You know, I know some families who literally like changed their location. They sold a house. They moved to a place in nature and they're actually skiing and hiking with their children in a way that they never, ever have before. And, you know, these are things that, you know, I know a lot of people are worried about, you know, the educational loss for some children at this time, but I don't know. I I feel like learning to even be resilient is an educational gain that nobody teaches you out of a textbook and, you know, learning a little bit more about emotions and how to process them and what to do when you're scared and how do you even communicate that with your parents and, and parents, how do you communicate that to your children? You know, that they're scared too. I mean, to me, these aren't regrets. These are big victories. And I think it's important to celebrate those and then forgive those ideas we had that we thought maybe we were going to accomplish some thing on our list. And maybe that thing just doesn't even matter. And what matters more is they've gotten to know their children better or themselves or both. Yeah, so true. I think the communication with, you know, we've been doing a lot of Zoom calls, you know, but with family, you know, because you can't actually see them face to face, but you're actually sitting down looking at people and having a longer conversation than you would normally i know they used to be like five minute phone calls and you go yeah hey how are you doing and what's up and that's the stuff and move on but now you've got the time to sit down and i've heard a lot of families have enjoyed doing different things like playing games on zoom and with each other and just and just sitting and having a, a glass of wine in the afternoon and just getting to know each other with that relaxing state so i think the communication to me has changed and i'm hoping that will be something that people will take on for the next year I hope so too. You know, I've noticed that I, I've been involved in being with people more, even though I've been doing it all virtually, you know, like I've spent more time being and connecting with my nieces who are in their early twenties. They're always going off in 50 million directions and it's hard to pin them down for a conversation. We've been having real conversations and it's been so, so nice. I, uh, my husband and I had one of the best Thanksgivings we've ever had because it was only two of us at the house. We didn't have a million and one dishes to do. We noticed that we, we cooked all the food and we were done and we did a zoom Thanksgiving. We were like, Oh my God, this cleanup is so much easier. <laughs> and meanwhile, we talked to more people that were from all over the country in different places. Um, I got to know a cousin that I've not known very well. And we ended up having a two hour long chat after the dinner was over and it was great. And now I feel like I have this new friend who's a cousin. I know better. When does that ever happen? <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. So with all these learnings that we've had and, and this, you know, extra communication and being present, hopefully people you know, have learned, you know, to be more with themselves. 
how do you think that we could take that into the new year? Like we were talking about being intentional for next year. What what are your thoughts on taking that into the new year? Well, you know, it's interesting. First of all, I, I, I want to petition for a New Year's Eve on May 31st. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not in your country, but in our country, I'm not sure that we're going to see feel things to be much different in what we call the new year. I think it's going to feel like that by the spring, um, you know, with the vaccine, you know, now starting to be distributed and all of that. But, um, you know, to me, it's about being really intentional when you, I say it this way, you step over the threshold. So it's like you go back out into the world that when you cross the threshold of your door that you don't just like mindlessly cross it you actually decide in advance what you want to take with you and what you want to let go of and leave behind um, because we have developed new habits and new patterns and new ways of thinking and i think that if we're already thinking oh i can't wait for things to get back to normal then we're not doing that intentionally because the truth is there there is no normal we're not going back to last year. We're going ahead to a new year. And so I don't think looking for normal is really the, the intention that's gonna move us forward. I think it's how do we wanna move forward, which I think is different than how do we wanna go back to normal? Because I've had a lot of clients who are like, I don't wanna do that again. I don't wanna have to commute an hour each way each day. I don't wanna be working in my office till 10 o'clock at night. I want to still have dinner with my kids, you know, every night. I don't want to be running from this event to that event or packing my schedule with things I don't really want to do. So I think if everybody thinks through all those things, and if you do want to do all that, great, that's fine. But again, be intentional. Do it because you choose it, not because it's the normal pattern that you've lived in up until this year. Yeah, definitely. I love that because I know, like even my own partner, he has usually has to travel an hour into the city an hour back again for his job but he's been working from home and it's just totally changed our lives even just the more quality time together um he now realizes oh, i don't like wasting my time going all that way traveling so he's you know working on a way of a couple of days in the city a couple of days at home so i think that's where people you know can okay i can actually work from home what can i do how can i be you know better quality time with my family my partner whatever relationships you have and I think if they just take the time to sit down, well, what does the year look like? Because I know, as you say, it's different for you in the US. We're here in Australia. We're getting very much back to normal in that a lot of things that we can do with work-wise. And, you know, they did, everyone's sort of realising, well, no one, you don't have to work in the city. You can do it in different places. So there is that flexibility. And as you say, there's no more normal, is there? There is no more normal. And I am hopeful that many companies have seen that employees and business partners and entrepreneurial teams and who, whatever your set, setup is for your career, people can be really productive working from home and they're spending a lot less time and energy either getting to the office or getting ready to go to the office or commuting or spending time there that's sort of, I'm going to call it like wasted time, you know, standing around chatting about nothing really, um, coffee break time or whatever, but that extra time is actually going to be with your partners and your family or yourself or, you know, engaging in a hobby or a passion or, you know, whatever that may be. And so I'm really hopeful that companies are going to give people that leeway 
since, you know, the whole world has figured out how to work from home. And yeah, will there be times where people need to go in for certain things or certain meetings? Yeah, but how much freedom can we experience if we don't automatically go back to how things were? And, you know, I'm looking forward to even offices. I've heard of people, they're talking about downsizing big, expensive, very pricey corporate offices, you know, and, and setting up regional offices that are much smaller for people to be able to come into when they need to go in, but not all the time and not as an assumption. So I do think there's going to be a renegotiation of where we work and how we work. Uh, because also even our body clocks, you know, I feel like people have discovered when they work best and it doesn't have to be, you know, nine to five. It can be late at night because their kids are in bed and they get second winds and they're a night owl. And now they've learned to do that and they've accepted that's who they are. And they're, they're just as productive, just not when everybody else is at the office. Mm, mm, exactly. Well, I'm looking forward to a 2021 where people, you know, are being more intentional about what they really want in their lives and living the life that they sort of never really thought that they wanted, but, you know, is actually going to work for them and just getting being happier in general. I think that's even we've had such challenging times, but it's actually had the good lesson is that we can be happy. We can be flexible. We can, you know, have that life that we've, you know, might, may have always dreamed about. So I'm looking forward to that. So Bob, thank you so much for talking to me today. I've loved it. And you'll definitely be on again, I'm sure, because we love talking to each other. <laughs> So thank you very much. If people want to contact you or find out more about you, where's the best place to go? Well, I have a gift for your listeners at mondaymorningleap.com. Um, and it's uh, answers in your inbox for the most frequently asked career questions every Monday. They're very short, a minute or two long. And so I hope people will check that out and they can reach me through that. There'll be some resources. Excellent. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. Igniters, it's a time for forgiveness. Forgiveness of ourselves and leaving any regrets behind. As Barb says, don't let the things that have been weighing us down carry over into the new year. If you want to get Barb's gift, go to mondaymorningleap.com. For more about setting yourself up for the new year, go to my website, leanneblaney.com.